Hello, God Slayers, and welcome to another episode of God Killers Anonymous. Today's title is called Sons of the Black Flame. I had mentioned in previous stories that I did not experience Ock and his family alone. I had brethren that were by my side. But with all relationships, even the strongest bonds can be tested. Today's underlying episode is back on our original timeline, taking place after the inaugural ceremony of receiving the mantle and being granted the full power of the Black Flame. Elements of today's episode were in the works before today, but with our little deviation towards season three, I wanted to give you guys a little taste So now, you've seen Ock up to this point being a self-centered, disgusting asshole. And for the majority of the people that knew him, he only had two flavors. Eating fried chicken and sex. But after accepting the bargain and him ripping the parasite out of me. There came a sense of duty and honor, even if the entity didn't turn out the way we hoped. So today you're going to see many different elements that you wouldn't normally see. So stay on your toes. Today's intro music is called Let the Conquest Begin because after this point in the story the conquest is going to get a lot more vibrant a lot more lifelike and you'll see elements of my personal life weaved in there as well so sit back Enjoy and enjoy the intro music.
Okay. Hope you enjoyed that. Now to setting the scene. Inauguration day. Four thrones have been set up on a grand stage. Entities from all over, from every spiritual tradition and pantheon, except, mind you, the angelic celestials. We had entities from all over. Hecate, Kali, headlining both the festivals that were present, as well as Inanna, Aphrodite, Lilith, Belial, and many other lesser known entities. Those that could not make the inauguration ceremony sat in the way back. Ock had worn his best black and gold rimmed leather coat and approached the podium. He taps the microphone as if to get everybody's attention. Contrary to his normal personality, he was not covered in grease. but the gems on his chain and what I can assume would be a muscle shirt were present. <clears throat> Is this thing on? Excuse me. The whole room died down and listened intently. As you all know, today is Inauguration Day, the day of which four mortal mages, born in Etheris, shall receive the gift of the belighted lords and ladies. He looks over at Jedosei who had stepped up and was starting to walk towards the podium. I'd like to start this ceremony off by saying these four humans in human vessels have proven themselves in combat, in ritual, in valor, and in duty. So, my beloved children, take the stage. Four panels lit up, one green, one red, one blue, one purple. No. <clears throat> 
walkways lit up, almost like sentient courts began to float in the air. As we walked, the atmosphere became very heavy, as energies from all over were focusing on us four. The German boy, known as Drakir, born in Saxony, Germany, had combed his hair back and was making googly eyes at Ostra, who promptly looked professional, hair done up in a bun, as if to impress her mother. It is high time that those of a darker energy and darker intonation rise up against the colonizers. He paused and looked at me. Some of these people have shown extraordinary dedication. So much so that any celestials in the audience would want to strike them down immediately for their infernal piety. However, we are here to recognize and uplift our brethren. Much to, this, much to the dismay of the Celestials. In the back, Inanna had stepped forward. Hurry up and get it over with, she had exclaimed. Who said that? He said briefly. Never mind. <clears throat> Clearing his throat. The whole arena fell dead silent. Teleportation was still very active, as those that had shown up late were beginning to rush to the front of the line, knocking each other over. We would like to publicly recognize the efforts of Zasparellius Falsog, step forward, I did as instructed. This man is no longer a man. With our blessing here today, he will transcend the bounds of flesh and his kundalini will rise beyond count. So, my four children, I call you forth by the names that I have come to know you as, starting with your mortal names, for after today, you will no longer be referred to 
as mortals. <clears throat> the newly reborn Zesperilius Nogorion Falsong had not been fully recognized yet. When I first met him, he was merely a scared, helpless child being devoured by a parasite. Through this life-saving act, he has proven his loyalty to the Infernal Divine and the Infernal Kingdoms. So, gods and goddesses of the cosmos, I formally recognize Mr. Wraith Decimir, who has transformed into Zesperilius Nogorion Falso. I, res I respect and honor his sacrifices. I recognize the following in this ceremony. Zasperilius Nogorion Falsong. Kyle Katayama, who has become the infernal paladin known as Nezeldamon, pointing at my brother. His smile lit up the room. Also being recognized today is Drakir Sadio. Drakir had looked up from his seat, looking at Ostra. It is high time that they be officially recognized. Ock opens up his arms and leaves his judgment for those that were attending. Each participant then stared deeply into our cores. Chilling, yet oddly not bone frozen, their gazes washed over me like a cloud of ice. followed by a strange warmth. Their piercing gazes were replaced with nods of approval, nervous mumbling, and downright shunning by some as many of the opinions were mixed. From this point on, I christen thee with the black flame mantle. Ock had touched each one of our foreheads. Bright glowing purple marks had burned their way into our souls. So much so that when I closed my eyes, I could only see the mark. Purple fire engulfed all of our bodies, and a black oily form 
took its place. You all have been reborn, you see. Ms. Eldamon, he pointed to a short Asian man, kind of heavy set in the middle area, who raised his fists in approval. You can take a hit. But your dedication is hereby recognized. Drakir Sadio. He then hands the mic over to Drakir, who mumbles in a nervous German accent. Yes, hello. I'm here. Astra, are you watching? Yes. Do you have anything to say? No, okay, we didn't prepare speeches, but... <clears throat> Behold. Ock raises his left hand and snaps. Just then, golden light erupts from all four of us. Finally, number four, Tony Pigott, Yelivore, the British bombshell. The priest with the beast. Make yourself known. Tony steps forward, his long auburn hair being christened in the sunlight. I know we haven't given you the recognition you deserve, Tony. But you are just as much of a son as Drakir, Zesperilius, and Nizeldamon had ever been. Gods and goddesses, I leave it up to your judgment. Ox stepped back from the podium. As various different colored meters appeared above each deity's head. Red for negative. Purple for inquisitive. Blue for normal. Gold for astounding approval. And green for just regular approval. The colors flashed so brightly I thought it was a alien control panel as each color flashed vibrantly as if each color had become alive in its own right. Has all the voting been taken into account? An officiant said from the middle left corner of the stadium. Ock clears his throat. <clears throat> yes. All of the Blighted have voted. Then it is unanimous. 
Strangely, there were no interruptions during the ceremony, but after which the fiery energy that came off of each of our spines, knowing that each of our kundalinis or serpent force had been raised that level that day. I think about 60 levels per participant. We were high flying that whole day. Now, as each entity would give thanks, praise, and comments, we left the pavilion. After the ceremony, we had decided to go see just how fucked the planar border was between Etheris and the other dimensions. Arriving back at the crystal chamber, as the greys, reptilians, and angel purebloods had entered another squabble. Upon accepting the black crowns, I, along with my spiritual brothers, received the mantle of the Belighted Lords, and with this title, our auras burned completely black as ink. And upon discovery, throughout the next three to four weeks, we were repeatedly attacked by astral adversaries. Angels, robots, aliens, infernals. But mostly by the religious elite. Their weapons and armor and battlements had glown a milky mayonnaise white color. shifting in polarity to hide from its energy signature. We were attacked by bombs, traps, shrapnel. Swords, knives, maces, troll clubs, and everything under the sun that could hurt us astrally was thrown at us. There, after all that was said and done, we had had bombs, traps, astral weapons, Parasites, alien hybrid creatures, plagues, sickness, and all sorts of diseases placed within our food and drinks until the day came where I finally started to wonder just what the fuck was going on. 
knives, bombs, guns, slings, alien biotech and nanotech implants, subconscious curses, prayers, and energies. Sought to kill all four of us. Until finally, I snapped. Ah, seriously, every fucking day with this, we have a life. Why can't they just leave us the fuck alone? Why? What is wrong with all these humans? What is wrong? with everybody in Etheris, huh? No wonder us as a species is a lapping stock among the gods and goddesses. No wonder those who do not take spirituality seriously are seen as slaves, food, and bargaining chips. This is fucking ridiculous. How many times do I have to keep putting wards up? How many times do I have to keep cloaking my energy? How many times do I have to keep cleaning from space debris that just randomly walks in here? Finally, I called Auk using a specific incantation that he had taught me. Ah, Dad, come here. Ock appears in a puff of blazing smoke and purple flame. What is it? He answered abruptly. What the hell is wrong with people? What the hell is wrong with humanity? Why don't they realize that the entities of the light are psychopathic and don't really have human emotions? Painting these things with wings and harps is just fucking insane and cruel. I just want to be left alone. Putting wards up is exhausting. He looked at me with a somber gaze, placed a black, cold hand on my shoulder, which immediately began to feel warm. He looked at me with a serious yet sad expression, and then quickly smiled. In a calm yet booming fatherly tone, he spoke. Stay strong, son, he said. The celestial spheres will burn soon. I then began to tear up 
and put my hands over my eyes. In a shaky tone, I had continued to speak. It's not just them. Why does everyone I trust leave, abandon, or betray me? Why? Am I really that much of a bad person? No, son, he said calmly. Your brothers are still here. And the girls obviously like you. I then interrupted his sentence briefly. <laughs> yes, the girls obviously like me. I know. But my brothers and I are being hunted down like animals. I can't even sip coffee or eat without my guts hurting, being ripped open, and my vitals being targeted. Tears scrolled down my face. My own mortal mother has turned into an abusive Christian heifer, blaming all my trauma on schizophrenia, delusions, and cognitive dissonance. I wept my tears off, hoping to get a response from something, anything. Jedosei appears with a tissue in her hand, puts her hands on my face, and leans her forehead close. You aren't crazy, honey, she said softly. Many powerful mages go through criminal abuse. It's normal. Hawk continues. You are stronger than this, my son. Rise and breathe me in. I will build you an empire worthy of you. He then takes me over to a small window overlooking a starry sky and rests his other wavering hands on his leg as we both sit down he turns toward me putting his arm on my shoulder and smiles yet again Ours is not the only royal family. Not the royal not the only royal lineage. 
in the cosmos. There are others that will stand with you to free Etheris from its oppressor. Jerase then stares at both of us and motions for Ostra to come over. Reaching her hand through the ether and pulling her. Calling sweetly. Ostra! Sweetie, come here. Ostra answers and teleports next to her mother. Yes, Mom. She continues. Your brother feels like he's fighting this whole entire war and defending Etheris all on his own. She looks at me. Her platinum hair glistening in the moonlight. Oh, no. He's not alone. She looks at me. Listen. You are not alone. You have never been alone. Just because we haven't been over here 24-7 does not mean we do not care. She then appears right next to me and kisses me on the forehead. I then turn to her and give her a small hug. Jerose changes her outfit to a bright green and pink overcoat that she had saved using the same black black undertone with a golden rim she then picks up a small pack from the table in the corner and finishes putting on pink high heels and what looks like astral glass um, footwear turning to me and saying in a sweet and caring voice listen to her sweetheart your father and I are off to the high council Ock mounts his hover chair and then summons a small one for me to have Son, before I go, I want to show you something. He pulls into a small room to show me what looks like a security desk. Millions of small screens fit for small TVs can be seen. as well as a bunch of video screens with a bunch of deities from every culture. Cameras in each dominion and plane. 
We are everywhere. You possess something that even I don't fully understand. He taps my mind's eye and shows me a scene that is, I can only describe as a void, starry plane. With my newly found black flame aura pulsing and growing. A human born with the black flame burning so bright it has melded with your soul. The last one like you was born four millennia ago when Astra was a mere baby, a rare phenomena known as the black flame libido. What's that? I ask inquisitively. It means you can have kinky fun with any goddess you choose without being consumed by them. Where are you going with this? I ask in a more abrupt and slightly loud tone, so much so that Drakir, Nizeldamon, or Kyle, and Yelavor, or Tony, heard me. Ock then continues and then loses his train of thought. Gods. <clears throat> he recovers himself. Gods fuck all the time. And that shiny bastard is trying to end my bloodline. You must carry on my work when I am dead and or retired. I've lived hundreds of thousands of years, countless worlds birthed from my sleeping dreams. Worlds birthed, added entire realms, destroyed, created, twisted, and bent to my will, enthralled, seduced, banged, and corrupted. Since both Nizeldamon and Drakir are as fruity as two fairies, in a literal sense, 
and they are more interested in getting pounded by men and made into playthings, it falls to you. Zesperilius. It falls to you to breed until your heart's content. I brush tears from my watery eyes. Why now? Why? What's happening? I say, growing slightly worried. And then the thought occurs to me. Are you dying, Dad? Are you going to leave me out here alone? Nobody will believe me. Nobody will listen. Nobody will care. They'll try and put me in a mental institution. If you go, I don't have anywhere else to... He interrupts. I don't plan on dying anytime soon. No. I don't plan on going anywhere. No, sorry. No. But that's why I push you so hard. Etheris is a shithole. Genosei interrupts as she prepares to enter the um, teleportation site. She then continues. We want you to be happy, sweetie. No need to cry. We won't go for a long time. Ostra now embraces me, holding her porcelain arms around me, so, in a big hug, and embraces me in her bosom. Speaking softly into my ear, you'll be okay, bro. No need to worry. We're not going to let anything happen to you. Okay. I wipe my face. Clench my fist. And think of all the friends and allies I had lost along the way up until this point. Souls that have been branded, marked, twisted. It made my blood boil. I went to sleep that night in comfort, but also with a silent and growing rage that was hard to pin down. And that's the end of the show. I hope you guys enjoyed that. (sighs) 
Again, if you'd like to contribute financially to the show, PayPal, Zach Berdava, Z-A-C-H-B-A-E-R-D-E-F-F-E-B-A-U-G-H. Patreon is still being developed. I have to write new transcripts for the next few episodes, so it might take a while. Snapchat is Carmel Supreme Nine. TikTok is X Spider Six. You can find more on Patreon and YouTube handle being GK Dynasty, which is a new YouTube channel that I have created specifically for this type of content. So you can go there. You can also go to the God Killers Anonymous Facebook group, which is public. The um, rituals and spells will be available there too, as well as personal tutoring and various art projects or projects in general. Some songs. uh, Just let us know. Let me know. You can always reach out in personal messenger. Zesperelli Snogorian Song is my Facebook name. And I'll see you guys later. Stay strong, stay sovereign. I'm out.